Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy, Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We're back at it for another afternoon. About two and a half hours of radio is going to be in your ear hole this afternoon as we're going to get off a little bit early, about 425, 430-ish, to make way for upon further review, and then that'll make way for Aviator Baseball. So we'll be with you for the next couple of hours, and we've got a lot of good stuff to get to. Very excited about today's show. Very excited about uh, the opportunity that we had uh, out at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center today. Raiders HQ is I mean, a lot of fun just being out there, first of all. That's the, that's the biggest thing is just being out there and seeing these guys going out there competing. And trust and believe when I say they're out there competing, they are out there competing in a major way. And it is it's, – it's, it's, like I said, it's hot, but who cares, right? It's fun to see these guys do what they do. And so this team is continuing to stack bricks, stack bricks, stack bricks, one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time. And that's all you really can do. You want to just see these guys get a little bit better – each and every day. The, today we were at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center very early as uh, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels talked to us about 7.45 this morning. So during the morning tailgate with Vinny, Clay, and Heidi, you were able to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. And I feel like we always learn a little bit more and more about this regime and learn about this, uh, you know, this just this team as we talk to, to Coach. And so uh, we're going to actually bring you a little bit of what he had to say coming up in the opening drive in just a few minutes. But before we, uh, we get to that, I definitely want to let you know who's coming up on the show today. And uh, at 2.30, very blessed to have Mark McMillan, former NFL cornerback, play with the Chiefs, play with the Eagles. Uh, Grilla McMillan, he was at practice today. And uh, as a former player, uh, eight years plus in the NFL, obviously he knows a little something-something about being in training camp. And he also knows something-something what – about what he's looking for as far as even the defense goes or the cornerbacks go. And luckily for us, there was some cornerback one-on-one drills. There was some safety one-on-one drills. There was a lot of good teaching going on right in front of us as we were out there uh, at the practice facility. And so uh, Grilla McMillan, Mark McMillan, he was there to to witness it all. So I just kind of pulled him to the side. I was like, hey, man, you got a few minutes just to hop on the show and talk about what you saw. And it's always good to hear from a player's perspective. It's one thing to hear from me. It's one thing to hear from Vinny. It's one thing to hear from, you know, Tashawn Reed and Vic and, and everyone else that's out there, all the beat writers. But to be able to to hear from a guy who was in the trenches, a guy that knows what he's looking for and, and just knows what it's supposed to look like, I think it's always good to bring to the show. So uh, Mark McMillan excuse me, will join us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll have some cover three NFL news and notes of the day, just a few uh, scattered notes that are going on around the NFL, including Kyler Murray responding to the critics. And I feel like when he was responding to the critics, he might have been talking to us too. <laughs> Because I've been very critical about this contract that he signed. Not that I wouldn't sign it myself, but I just kind of think it's uh, disrespectful almost to have a, a clause in his contract where he has to make sure he studies at least four hours a, a, a week, which is ridiculous because you would think that how is a guy even on this level if he doesn't study, if he doesn't put in the work. But it sounds like, and I haven't heard, and as a matter of fact, I'll ask Mark McMillan this when we talked to him at 2.30. I haven't heard of other players getting those kind of clauses and those kind of uh, rules and, and stuff in their in their contracts to be make sure that they get their money. But 
that's what happened with Kyler Murray. So he uh, he made a surprise visit to the media room uh, with the Arizona Cardinals today and and talked about that. And so I think we have a few little sound bites from that that we'll be able to play for you at three o'clock. But uh, really, just kind of scatter shoot with some NFL news as training camps are open all across the league right now. Then at three thirty, we just added Paul Gutierrez from ESPN.com. He'll join the show, and uh, I was talking to Paul quite a bit today at practice, just to uh, you know talk about what was going on and and the drills that were going on and the teaching that was going on out there. And again, I keep going back to that word teaching because that is exactly what's going on right now at this stage of the game. Is there coaching going on? Sure. But there's also teaching. A lot of that goes back to the why, not just the go do because I say so, but the why of this is why we do this. And, you know, they had officials out there today, and so there were some flags that were being thrown. There was some more accountability uh, going on out there at practice today. We saw guys running laps. We saw Kenyon Drake doing push-ups. Uh, so there's, there's guys, they're self-policing themselves, but the coaching staff is still talking about the accountability and still having them go run laps. And, you know, these offensive linemen, uh, they, they don't like it, man. They don't like it when they have to run laps. You know, think about it. It's hot out there, uh, and a big guy is running a lap around the whole football field. They don't like that one bit. I saw Jermaine Illuminor actually have to run a lap for a false start that he had, and I think he made it about three-quarters around the, around the field and all of a sudden had to, you know, take a knee because it was that hot out there. So, I mean, that's something that these guys do not want to do. Every single one of the guys that we've asked them about taking a lap and the accountability, they all say none of us want to run. None of us want to run that lap. So it does stick in our head and make us think about what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, it really ties into kind of the theme of today's show as the Raiders over the years have always found a way to beat themselves, you know, a false start here, a uh, uh, jump off sides here, uh, you know, roughing the passer penalty here, uh, holding when it's not necessary. I mean, you know, there's always ways that they find to beat themselves. And as any Raider fan will tell you, obviously there's always going to be a lot of flags thrown against the Raiders regardless, but you don't need to give the officials more reason to throw the flag. I mean, false starts, offsides, all that stuff, that's 100% squarely on you. It has nothing to do with anyone else but you so uh, I like the fact that they are at least conscious of of the accountability factor and conscious of trying to make sure that they don't go out and do the things that they'll do to beat themselves so at 3 30 we'll talk to Paul Gutierrez from ESPN and then at four o'clock Vinny Bonsignor I know we talked to him yesterday but he's going to be live at pub 365 as we had our days all messed up he's going to join us and tell us what they got going on at pub 365 and of course we'll ask him as well what he saw out there uh, at Raiders HQ. He was out there very early this morning as the morning tailgate broadcast the show from there. So Clay, Heidi, and Vinny were all out there about 6.30, got prepared for the show, and uh, knocked it out 7.30 to 10 o'clock. It was really cool to be out there and be able to just pitch right to Josh McDaniels live at the podium and then, boom, get back to the show. I think that's really cool, and you'll hear more of that throughout the course of the uh, of training camp. So Demon Cotton, my tag team partner, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, I was supposed to be at Raiders HQ, but since everything got wrapped up before 2 o'clock, I decided just to take this party to the house. So I'm at the home studio right now. Uh, we'll be here with you again until about 4.25-ish, around that time, that we'll make way for upon further review. That'll be with Eddie Pascal and Jesse Merrick. Uh, they'll have their uh, their weekly little segment that they have. It's really good stuff, so you'll hear that around 4.30-ish, and then that'll make way for Aviator Baseball. So that's the lineup that we got for you coming up on the show today. Now with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So this is how it goes down, man. We, we were out there, and again, 7.30 in the morning, we are there preparing for Josh McDaniels to meet with the media at 7.45, and that's exactly what he did. And whenever Coach talks, that's when he's going to speak is at 7.45. So we've got to get out there bright and early, and that's fine. That's not a problem. But I went into this media session today, and, I, and I'm one of these guys. Let me go ahead and take it back uh, a step before we go forward. I'm one of those guys that I don't have to ask a question every media session. Sometimes, like this afternoon, I don't think I asked one question to any of the players that we talked to. We talked to head coach Josh McDaniels early this morning. Uh, we talked to – I'm trying to remember who else we talked to. We talked to Anthony Averett, uh, the cornerback. We talked to Dylan Parham, the rookie offensive lineman. And then we also talked to running back Kenyon Drake. I don't think I asked one question to any of those guys. And it's not because I don't want to ask them questions. It's just because I don't always need to ask a question. Sometimes I like to just hear what they have to say. And if something comes from it organically, then I'll say, okay, let me just go ahead. Or if I have something stuck in my mind from the night before that I definitely want to ask. Or, you know, just like uh, Zamir White was a question that I knew going into uh, the, the media session this morning, okay, somebody's going to ask about Zamir White because he hasn't been at practice in four days. So we got to know what's going on. Got to ask about Cleve Furl. He left practice and didn't return. So Tashawn Reed asked about uh, Zamir White. He asked about Cleve Furl, just the injury. So that was covered. So a lot of times I'll have something in my head that I definitely want to make sure we ask just so we know for ourselves or at least we get some kind of answer, right? So you can't say, well, why didn't you guys ask that question, right? I mean, so that's that was what I went into the media session with today, knowing that, okay, there's a couple things in my mind that I definitely wanted to ask. And one of them comes from our conversation that we had on Wednesday's show with Evan Washburn from CBS Sports when he was going into great detail about head coach Josh McDaniels and the why, what he's doing out there on the practice field and the fact that uh, the Raiders had fumbled the ball five times on Wednesday's practice and you can't win games like that. So one of the things that stuck out to me, Evan said to us on the show yesterday, was that you don't want to – you have to learn how to not lose games as opposed to being coached up to win games. And so I knew in my head, and I talked about it on my podcast today, I knew in my head I was going to ask something to that extent to head coach Josh McDaniels if someone didn't beat me to it and ask me already or ask him already, and they didn't. And so I got to the question. It was funny because I think I caught him off guard. Not that I was trying to. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to be smarter than the room. I'm not trying to be any of that. But I knew in my head that there was something to that that I wanted to ask. And it's so funny because I think I caught him off guard to the point where he wanted to make sure that I was asking the question that I was really asking. So he basically said, wait, hold on, what do you mean? And then I, you know, I said it again, and he even says, hey, that's a trick question. No, no, it wasn't. It was actually one of the better questions asked. No offense to anybody else, but it got a great answer. That's why it was a good question because after he understood where I was going with it, he gave us a fantastic answer. So I want you to hear this sound bite, the question and the responses from head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll do a few more. We'll go to Sean, Adam, and then Paul. Uh, coach, back in uh, New England, what did you oh, see from I skipped you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Q. Go ahead, Q. At this stage, would you consider it more teaching not to lose with the guys than it is more coaching to win games right now? When you say that, what do you mean? Like, are you guys doing more teaching as, hey, you know, more discipline type stuff right now just to get the, the fundamentals locked in as opposed to how you want to run things? 
That's a trick question. Uh, can we skip Q? And go to the- <laughs> no. Um, I think I think here, here, it's the same. You can't win until you learn how to not lose. Right. That's at the end of the day. That's it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, if we fumble the ball on the ground, we're going to lose. You know, so we can't win. And so, to me, you don't do one without the other. Um, so, coaching our team and getting them to understand that if we commit a bunch of penalties, if we turn the ball over, you know, more than than other teams do, um, we're not going to win. And so we have to learn how to not put ourselves in those positions and that those are the most important fundamentals that we can do, you know, in terms of the big picture is don't hurt yourself. You know, make the other team do it. You know, make the other team earn it. Every single play, every single quarter, every single game. And until any team learns how to do that, you just, you're, you're giving the other team too much of an advantage too often. And so for our players, I think we understand it. We'll see. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but I think they're getting the, the idea of, you know, Lester Cotton, I'll, you know, just tell you a, a funny story, but, you know, Lester Cotton jumped off sides right at the beginning of the one-on-one period yesterday, and he wasn't even going. The other guy was going. So Lester, you know, he just took off and, you know, did a lap, right? And he comes back and he looks at me and he goes, I'm tired, boss. You know, and then he has to go in there and do a rep. And then he comes out of the rep and I said, how was that? And he goes, I, I don't want to run no more laps. You know, and, and, and it's starting to, to sink in that there's a penalty, there's a cost to a mistake that you can prevent, you know. And whether it's the ball on the ground you know, you saw, you know, a couple balls on the ground yesterday, which is a couple too many. Um, you know, if that happens in a football game, we put the ball on the ground, it's hard to just say we're trying to coach to win, you know. You have to learn how to not lose the game, and then you have a shot to win. Um, you know, and, and a lot of games in our league are lost, you know, with mistakes and errors. And so um, I think they're one and the same. I really do. So there was the, the answer and, and the, the question, obviously, prior to that. And uh, it was funny because uh, Will, who does a fantastic job from PR, uh, had pointed at me. It was like, okay, you know, you and then a couple others. And I was like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden he had gone past me. And so that's why it was like, oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, Q, forgot about you. You know, whatever. I mean, it happens, you know. So it wasn't a big deal. It never was a big deal. But long story short, the answer was fantastic, right? I mean, again, I think that Coach wanted to make sure I knew what I was trying to ask before he answered it because you see he went into great detail and hell even gave us a, a a a story right and that's exactly what I'm talking about is not lose not not playing to lose you know you, you have to learn how not to lose before you can be coached up to win right and so that's the thing that stands out and that's the thing that to me first as a Raider fan and as a guy who's covering the team that's what stood out to me for years with this team and I got to give the Raiders so much credit because a lot of times they find ways to overcome their own mistakes. How many times did we see last season, and even Brandon Parker talked about it just a couple of days ago, how many times did we see third and one, fourth and one, false start? Okay, now it's fourth and six. You know, now you can't do what you were about to do. Now most likely you're going to settle for a field goal. Or, hell, worse, you have to punt. That's beating yourself. You know, there's times. Max Crosby had a fantastic season last year, but how many times did we see him get called for a late hit on a quarterback? A couple times I agreed with the call. Bad, bad, bad play. A couple times I thought it was a reputation call. But those things happen. If you don't have that reputation, guess what? You don't get that call. 
And I'm not trying to just single out, you know, Brandon Parker, Alex Leatherwood, or Max Crosby because it's, it was a lot of different guys that made a lot of d- bad decisions. Jumping off sides when you don't have to jump off sides. The ones that really drive me the craziest are the false starts because you know the snap count. You know when the snap count is supposed to be. You know, and that could be from the offensive line. That could be from a wide receiver. Hell, that could be from a running back. And we saw that multiple times today. We saw guys that had a false start, jumped off sides. You know, I saw a couple, uh, you know, penalties that were just – unnecessary right and there was even one that me and Paul uh, Gutierrez both pointed out was like oh that was a false start and it wasn't it wasn't thrown so the Raiders got away with that one but that's what I'm talking about when it comes to not losing games you can't you can't beat yourself and that's what this team has done over the years and so I'm I'm in this state of mind and I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200, and also the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. How much better can this team be if all of a sudden discipline is a big, a big emphasis? Not saying that these guys are going out there playing reckless and not, don't give a damn. I'm not saying that. But if there's all of a sudden a little bit more attention to detail, to the small fundamental stuff like holding your water and not having a false start or not doing something that's a self-inflicted wound – how much better can this team be? You know, I even go all the way back to, and I know that has nothing to do with these guys that are on team now, but what year was that, 2016 when they beat Tampa Bay in, what, overtime that almost was a, almost was a, a, a tie, and then Seth Roberts ended up getting that touchdown uh, catch from, from Derek Carr. And, again, I know this has nothing to do with this year's team, last year's team, or whatever. But they set a record for penalties, an NFL record in that game, and still found a way to win. Right, So, again, you tip the cap to the team for being able to overcome that. And it's not always going to be pretty. Sometimes you're going to get a bunch of penalties and you just, it is what it is. You've got to deal with it. But even going past penalties, just going into just making bad mistakes, you know, not trusting your technique. You know, if you're a defensive back and you're in the right position and then you just all of a sudden at the last second you hold or just a pass interference or you do something that you didn't have to do because you didn't trust your technique and what you know. That's what they're emphasizing right now. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I could give you for training camp right now. And I think that that's probably the most important part is establishing that right now. Like Joshua Daniels said in that soundbite, until you could do that, you can't expect to win games. The team put the ball on the ground five times yesterday. And that's what kills you. You're not going to be able to win games that way. You're just not. So I want to know from you, how much better do you think this team could be with that fundamental and 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 that that just that emphasis that attention to detail to allow let the other team beat you right if you lose a game lose the game because the Chiefs beat you or the Broncos beat you or Tennessee beat you or the Cardinals beat you not because well you shot yourself in the foot over and over and over and over again if that's if if you end up losing the game I say it all the time, hey, man, if, if, if you're just better than me at something and I just happen to take an L, whatever it is, whatever we're doing, fine. But if I blow it myself, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's like this radio show. If I go in and have a terrible show, just for some reason I was fully prepared, I was ready to rock and roll, and for some reason it just the execution wasn't right, that's, that's one thing. But if I just come running in here at 155 and say, hey, I'm going to do a three-hour radio show and it sucks, guess what? That's self-inflicted wounds. That's, that's me not respecting my trade and what I do. And just, hey, I'm just going to half-ass it. And believe me, there's plenty of people that do that. We're just now some of them. So if that's what Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, 
You know, all the coaches on the staff are, are focusing in on right now on those fundamentals to just clean up the, you know, that little, those areas of self-inflicted wounds. How many games could this team win? This division is going to be a very tough one. So you know what you're going to have to do? You have to make the least amount of mistakes, mental errors. You know, the uh, unforced errors. What do they say in tennis, unforced errors? You're, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to make the least amount of unforced errors. Now, look, if Travis Kelsey's coming down the middle of the field full steam ahead and Trayvon Merrick goes to try to make a play and he gets called for pass interference, you know what? S happens. Stuff happens, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's, he's trying to make a play. But now if, you know, if all of a sudden Travis Kelsey's coming down the middle of the field and all of a sudden out of nowhere you just grab him and take him to the ground, that's, that's unnecessary. That's stuff that you don't do. And I'm, I'm not saying that Trayvon Mary's going to do that or anyone else on the Raiders. I'm just trying to make, make sense of it. But I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. What are your thoughts when you hear Josh McDaniels talk about learning how not to lose as opposed to being coached up to win right now. Like, first you have to learn how not to lose before you can learn how to win a game. Let us hear from you. 702-365-9200. We'll start things off with Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, man? Good afternoon, Q. DeMond, man. Hey, Q, that was a great question, man. I mean, that really had me thinking at work, just just, just thinking of Josh and just thinking about our past and our history, you know? And, and I feel you when you say, like, all these stupid mistakes and penalties because we have beaten ourselves for years. The Raiders have beaten themselves so many times. We've been we've been on a drive where we're here, we're here, and then pretty then a play happens, a third and fifteen, or first down defense gives up. A, we we we've seen it for years, so we're accustomed to knowing to, to feeling it and knowing that it's gonna any time it's third and long, it's gonna be first down. We're just accustomed to that. But but what I love is the the way Josh handled that question you asked him. The way yeah. he the way the, the way just the way he man, he he took control and let us know. I think right now we have some players that have already been through losing and what it is to lose. And I think last year with the core players we have left, they finally learned how to win. But one thing that, that, that still was circling in my head today was it, as good as, as – as bad as Josh was at his first go-around, he went back and he was with Tom Brady again. There's only one Tom Brady. There will only ever be one Tom Brady. <laughs> right. So don't think Tom Brady didn't groom him. And he didn't groom Tom because turnovers, Tom was not a turnover man. And Tom took care of the football. So we've got to we got to realize now that we do have a quarterback that does have turnover problems, that has had turnover problems, that these two are coming together now. I just feel that, that the coach has a little bit more, but we always have to remember that we're going to have to learn how to lose this team together before they can make it further. I, we all want a Super Bowl this year, Q, but, I mean, that's, that's just I mean that's just shooting shoot for the stars, but I'm just saying, we this team needs to gel first. So we just need to realize that if it's not this year, we're going to have to take some bumps and bruises because Derek's going to have to learn the way that Josh has been taught because Josh was just in the system for years with two of the best to ever play this game or be coaching this game, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Got a lot of knowledge. Now let's see what he can what he can communicate to Derek to see if Derek's going to eat it and take it to that next level because that's where it's all going to come down to protecting that football. You know, you hear one side, you hear a guy come on yesterday and give kind of a sketchy report at camp, and then you have certain people come on and they give a positive report at camp. So, man, Q, I'm just waiting for that gut dang game day to get it cracking 
Let's go Raiders! There he goes, passionate Raider right there. And I'll say the one thing about Derek, he doesn't throw a lot of picks. I mean, that, he, he doesn't turn the ball over as far as interceptions. The biggest critique I have on Derek is what I think everyone has is that's when the ball uh, is a little loose in the in the pocket or, you know, he has the ball and he's not scrambling, but he, he starts to get a little messy around the pocket and someone strip sacks him. You know, that's that's the biggest hang up for me is like, you know, don't fumble that rock in the in the pocket. That's that's a whole nother area and another conversation as well as ball security, something that they've been working on a lot in training camp. I mean, everybody. I mean, and that's what and that's a refreshing thing for me to watch them go through those kind of drills. Ball security is a big deal. They're working on those drills, and you hear the coaches, hold on to the ball, secure the ball, stay with the ball. That kind of stuff makes me happy because I know that that's attention to detail, and that's what it takes. It's one thing to go out there, and this is no bad shots or anything at any other regime or any other coaching staff. This is just what I'm seeing straight up. But I just I like to emphasize on that because I don't want everybody to think, yeah, but you guys were high on Gruden last time. It's not about that. I just like the fact that they're throwing the fundamentals in there and they're making sure that this is muscle memory, that they don't have to think about securing the ball. It's just something they naturally do. Or every guy to a T, when they were going through one-on-one drills, even if uh, a tight end caught a ball, you know what the safety did? Punched at the ball, tried to punch it out. I'm not saying they punched it out every time, but they tried to. So that means the defense is attempting to create a turnover, and the offense is making sure that they don't create turnovers. That's the kind of muscle memory I like seeing. That lets me know they're being coached up correctly. Mitch in New Jersey, you're up next. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Taylor, how's it going? It's, it's going well. Oh, good. There's some rain here, finally. <laughs> I know you guys can't wait for rain. Uh, yeah, let me pull over here. I do want to see the Raiders uh, make stupid penalties. I don't know how many times that we, we, we would gain a good uh, first down, good chunk of yardage, and there'd be a problem. That's what I want to see. We're going we're gonna to set records yardage-wise, that's for sure. And, okay. Um, all right, don't work too hard. My baby's a... Uh, Seventeen days now. All right. Again, I'm getting a little hang of it. Well, now I gotta learn how to feed him and force, you know, clothes <laughs> without the screaming, fighting, kicking. I'll get the hang of it. Give me time. Yeah, you will. It's a good show. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, cool. Thank you for the call, my man. Be safe out there on the road. I do appreciate that. And yeah, enjoy that grandbaby, man. Before you know it, uh, the grandbaby will be bringing home grandbabies. Just saying. So uh, just just enjoy that time because uh, they grew up so stinking fast. One quick text and then we'll get to Mark McMillan. Mailman Raider said, Q, we had 1,100 yards worth of penalties last year. 11 football lengths of the field. I know it doesn't work that way, but we'd be 11 touchdowns better if we were more disciplined. Green Bay had the least last year and they got, what, 13 dubs? If we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, why not 12-plus wins? Thank you. That is exactly what I'm talking about right there. And, and you know what? I know it doesn't exactly work the same way like you mentioned, 11 touchdowns. But honestly, that's 11 touchdowns. 1,100 yards worth of penalties is 11 touchdowns off of, off of penalties. That's not, that's not okay. And I get it, man. The old school Raiders, the Raider way, all that good stuff. You used to get away with that kind of stuff because they were just better. They were stronger. They were faster. They just they didn't give a damn. A penalty, that's fine. It's second and 20. Just like, and no one likes to give credit to these guys, but a lot of times when Patrick Mahomes in, in, in Kansas City would get a 10-yard penalty, oh, it's second and 20? No problem. We'll throw the ball 25 yards to Tyreek Hill. He'll go for 80. Hell, that happened against the Raiders. They had him at like second or third and 20, and Tyreek Hill goes for 85 yards and a touchdown. No, no problem. 
The Raiders aren't built like that to be able to just overcome a big second or third and long. They're just not, you know, and, and you shouldn't have to be, right? You shouldn't have to be. You should be more disciplined. I love that text. Thank you, Mailman Raider. We'll get back to more texts. We'll get back to more calls. Coming up next, he spent time in the NFL, eight-plus years. He played with Kansas City. He played with Philly. He played with Eric Allen. Really good cornerback. Mark McMillan, Grilling McMillan, will join us next on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got a tweet from my guy Quick at Raider underscore level. Q ball. Josh saying that is truly a breath of fresh air. We basically been the Las Vegas self-inflicted wounds Raiders. Praying that that changes. Again, that's going back to Josh McDaniels and the question I had about learning how not to lose as opposed to being coached up to win. Joining us now on the phone lines is a man that's very familiar with winning, going back to college at Alabama, Roll Tide, and uh, also his time in the NFL. That's Mark McMillan, Grilla McMillan. And, Mark, how are you doing this afternoon? Appreciate your time, brother. Oh man, I'm doing good, man. I'm still on the on the football high, man. After being out there today, man, I've been away from the game as far as on the field for a long time, and this was my first time actually being back around the game in over 20 years. So I'm still on football overload right now. What was it like for you? And I know that training camp has changed a lot, but I mean, you spent eight plus years in the league. When it was time for training camp, when it was time to get back into the grind, get around the brothers, what was that like for you? Um, it was it was great. You just knew that you were going to be around uh, some guys that you're going to go to war with. Um, you know, every guy's uh, dream is to play in the National Football League, and you know, you just geared up for training camp. And uh, obviously, you, people probably thought we were crazy. You know, we had two a days and sometimes three a days, which is totally different from training camps nowadays. But man, there was nothing like training camp and just being in the locker room and seeing your guys and and just knowing that you're getting ready to go to war. Right, exactly. And, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about so far on the show, and look, you were there for all the media sessions today, you were there for all the practices, was Josh McDaniels responding to my question about not losing, you know, learning how not to lose as opposed to, you know, being coached up to win right now. When you hear that as a guy, again, I mean, you went to Alabama. That's what they do is win, right? I mean, roll tide, that's what you do, right? You just, you yeah. just win. I mean, that's, that's, that's all you know. But you also have to know how not to lose before you can learn to win. So when you hear that, what does that mean to you? Um, like you said, man, you just got you to learn to take the good with the bad. And, you know, I wasn't always on a good football team. Right. Um, you know, we didn't win all the time. I went to, you know, I went from Philly, we were winning. And then I go to the New Orleans Saints and we wasn't winning. So, you know, it, it was a totally different uh, you know, the way of thinking about things. And uh, obviously with the Raiders and the ups and downs and what they've been going through, um, it's very important for those guys to see it in both ways. Uh, you know, I know their slogan is just win, but, you know, you also have to you know, instill in these guys that, you know, you can't lose the game uh, by making dumb penalties and mistakes. And they talked about that uh, in, in the meeting room today about all the penalties that they had last year, which cost them a lot of games. Right, and when you went to other organizations, like you said, you were at an organization that was winning. You went to one that wasn't winning. Could you tell that it was just, hey, these guys don't really know how not to lose a game. They, they, they haven't really been taught that correctly, even though everyone's in the NFL. Yeah, it is. You would think that. You know, most of the guys come from winning programs in college. 
and then you get to and you get to the National Football League, and you're like, man, like it, it, they must have they was you know some guys seem like they get used to losing, and you know being with the Saints, you know we we won a couple of games, but guys seem like they were okay with losing some games, and that wasn't okay with me, you know, and you know you got to take it personal. Um, this is our job, and you know not too many guys get this opportunity uh, to play at a high level, so. You know, you have to teach some guys how to win. Uh, everybody on this roster didn't come from winning programs for the Raiders. So, right. you know, being around uh, guys that won national championships, playoff games, they're going to have to lean on those guys, and they're going to have to instill those guys like, man, losing is not acceptable around here. No doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Mark McMillan, former NFL quarterback, been in the league for eight-plus years, here with us on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So, uh, Mark, with some of the drills that we were watching, and we were fortunate, we were, the, some of the drills happened right in front of us, especially tight end on safety one-on-one. And not every time the safety won, not every time the tight end won, but the one thing that stood out to me was that when the tight end caught the ball and, and, and secured it, that's, they secured it, right? They didn't, want to make, they didn't want it to be punched out. But what I also saw was the safety or the corner trying to punch it out they're creating muscle memory as far as i'm concerned is that is that something that stood out to you as well that's something that stood out big time um you know even after uh i, I think Keon Drake caught a ball out of the out of the backfield for probably like a 10-yard game and he finished the drill he ran all the way to the end zone and then ran back uh as far as the tight ends you know they were making sure they secured the catch got both hands around the ball uh defensive backs when they were around the ball you know they were trying to make plays trying to get the ball out uh, so those are things that, like you said, is muscle memory. Um, those are things that we used to practice back in the day, you know, trying to punch the ball out. Uh, so those things uh, uh, help you out, uh, you know, in the game situations. Yeah, Mark, speaking about that, to further on the turnover conversation, you were an all-Madden type player when you were in the league, so that's just a real, you know, it signifies a player that's playing the game the right way, a tough player, and when it comes to creating turnovers, is it a matter of the coaches putting you in the right spots when it comes to interceptions, or are you going out there and making a play? Um, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and make a play. Um, you know, coaches coach and players play, and you know, it didn't matter what team I was on, whether we're winning or losing, um, I was going to go out there and make a play and, and try to, you know, help my team win. And that was one of our models, you know, in Philadelphia. You know, the guys wasn't coming in the huddle talking about, you know, somebody needs to make a play. Our model was like, who's going to make the play? And guys were like, I will make that play. And, you know, I prided myself on being that player. I knew when it was crunch time and I knew they were coming after me. I knew in my mind I practiced and prepared myself and I was going to make a play, and I was able to lead the league in interceptions in, 90, in 97, just playing with that mentality. You know, I mean, when you're able to be that guy and create those turnovers, I mean, how much of a boost is that? We see the emotional boost, but knowing, like you said, you're going to the sideline and, hey, who's going to make a play? And then you do make that play. What does that do for, for your teammates around you, knowing that, hey, we got a guy that we can rely, rely on that's going to go out there and make a play? Uh, it builds that trust. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, when it's third down or first down, uh, if I'm in the Raiders secondary, I know Max Crosby is getting after the quarterback. I know as a defensive player that he's going to give me 100% on every play that he's in there, and he's just going to cause havoc. Uh, he's going to make our job a lot easier. Um, you know, you go back to the huddle with a Reggie White. You know Reggie White at some time, at some point, is going to turn over the game and, and take, take control of the game. And as a defensive back, man, that just gives you that much more confidence and you look at the Raiders, what, last year, what, they had, what, five or six interceptions as a team? Yep. You know, that just, that just, that's just not a good unit in the back end and just shows lack of confidence because 
the quarterbacks nowadays are throwing about 40 to 50 times a game, and you're going to tell me that's all you got was six interceptions in an entire season? Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not going to work at all. We talk about it all the time. they got to find a way to create a lot more turnovers. Again, we're talking with Mark McMillan here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. So when you're out there, and we talked about the one-on-one drills, and you're watching this as a guy who, as you said, has been away from the game for a while, haven't been able to be at that training camp setting, what are you looking for, and, and, and what are you seeing that you like? Um, technique. Um, these guys are working on their, uh, their, their fundamentals. Uh, one-on-ones, I loved one-on-ones because I was a man-to-man guy. Uh, really didn't get a chance to see it eyeball-to-eyeball, but I got a chance to see um, those guys go at it uh, one-on-ones. Uh, I'm a big technique guy, and in the National Football League, everybody's not going to be 4-3 and 4-5, 4-2 guys. So technique is very important. Uh, watching the way these guys were taking angles uh, is very important. Um, obviously, you know, I, I'm a fan about Jonathan Abrams, so I was really keying on to seeing how he was carrying himself on the football field. I would like to see him more uh, involved, more talkative, more energetic. Um, you know, I'm a big guy about energy. And, you know, you, you, you talked about uh, Drake, what he said uh, in his interview today. He's an energy-type guy, mm-hmm. and guys feed off of that. And Abrams a guy that needs to step up in that role and be more of a vocal leader. Yeah, Mark, when it comes to guys making each other better on that offensive-defense side, like you said, you were big on one-on-ones, what goes into, like, hey, you helping out the receiver and he also helping you out once the drill is done and giving each other pointers? Does that go on at training camp? Oh, that goes on all the time. Uh, I asked, uh, uh, I think it was uh, one of the DBs today about, you know, how does it feel to go against uh, Devontae Adams, you know, one-on-one. And, you know, he he perked up and said, man, he's one of the best in the game. Um, You always look for those kind of battles. Uh, whether I was in San Francisco going against Jerry Rice or Toro Owens, I always wanted to jump in front of the guys to get that extra work. And, you know, you, when you're going against the best, uh, you know, it builds your confidence as well. Well, if I'm guarding Devontae Adams in practice and staying with him, he's the best receiver in the game, so I know it's going to be a lot easier in game time, and it gives you that confidence. How much did you see from Trayvon Merrick, the second-year safety out of TCU? There were so many times he jumped up and, as you mentioned, uh, was going one-on-one with Darren Waller, and he was holding his own. He's not going to win every time, you know that, but he was holding his own. And I, I like that about him. Um, he's a rangy guy, uh, getting trying to get as many reps as he can. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I've been saying this the last couple of years, Waller's one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, seeing him up close and personal, seeing how physically – uh, strong he is and, and the speed and the quickness that he runs his routes in. Um, I, I can see why a lot of teams uh, have to double-team him. But, you know, being able to guard him uh, and practice is, is a big boost and a confidence booster for him as well. And if you want to be the best, man, you can't be hiding in training camp. <laughs> right. Well, he wasn't. He sure wasn't doing that at all. He was out there seeking the best, which is Darren Waller, as you mentioned it. And, Mark, before we let you go, it would be wrong if I didn't ask. You played alongside Eric Allen. Uh, we talked about it a little bit to ourselves about, you know, how he helped you when you were coming up in the league. I mean, what does EA yeah. mean to you, my man? And, and, and state his case for why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, man, I can go on. We can have a whole other show about EA, but like I said, man, he's a big brother. Uh, he's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, when you get Deion Sanders and, and Daryl Green and those guys tweeting about him every time the Hall of Fame ballots come up and still he doesn't get in, um, you know, I played alongside him, uh, you know, for three or four, you know, three or four years, so I know what he brought to the table as far as a player, the fear that he's uh, opposing, opposing defensive back, I mean, the receivers. He guarded the best guy. Uh, you know, I was on Alvin Harper, and he was on, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, Michael Irvin. So, mm-hmm. you know, he guarded the guy. You know, he's got over, what, 50 or 60-something career INTs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a game changer. Um, he's a student of the game. Uh, like we talked about, he wasn't the big rah-rah guy. He wasn't the flashy guy. But uh, he was one of the best in the, in the era with Daryl Green, you know, Dishman, Dion. Uh, you know, there, there was some really good defensive backs back in that day. And to see him still get slighted year in and year out, it's like, who the hell is voting and why is Eric Allen not in the Hall of Fame yet? Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And, and like I said, I, I feel like he's a Hall of Famer on the field and a Hall of Famer off the field as well. I mean, just a, just a, a stand-up dude, a hell of a guy. Uh, as you said, he, he helped you when you were coming up, you know, just kind of, you know, giving the little tips here and there, putting it in your ear that he didn't have to do, but he just did that because right. that's, that's what he was all about. Right, yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll see him at one of the practices, man, and you'll probably see us both light up. Uh, we'll probably reminisce a little bit, probably get down in our DB stands back in the day. But like you said, a first-class guy on and off the field. No doubt about it. And before we let you go, I talked about Grillin McMillan. Man, let everyone know what you got yeah. going on, man. This is blowing up. Everyone in the media room was like, Grillin, Grillin, <laughs> Grillin. So everyone's giving you love, man. Let everyone know about Grillin McMillan. Oh, man, uh, right now I got a tri-tip that I'm marinating right now that, that I'm probably throwing on the grill this weekend. Uh, Grilla McMillan, man, we just got our business license in LLC. Uh, we're in seven Ace Hardware stores in the Phoenix area. Uh, just reached out and got contacted by a pizza shop. I can't say the name yet. Mm. So they're going to uh, put my uh, barbecue sauce on their wings as well as some of their pizzas. So, man, it's expanding, man. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I got an opportunity uh, for – I really can't say too much, but, I, you know, I have to sign their agreement. But there's a big thing – happening with Fox uh, that I might be uh, appearing on nice. uh, with Gordon Ramsay. But that's all I can say, man. So I got some big things in the, in the works. Well, I'll tell you what, your Twitter account, at MarkMcMillan29, I bet you once you can speak on it, it'll be there. So if we need to find it, <laughs> we'll find it on your Twitter account. But, Mark, it was great seeing you at practice today, man. Thank you so much for sharing uh, a few minutes of your time and giving us some of your knowledge, man. We do appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've been doing for me, man, and uh, give me an opportunity to be able to have uh, to be at the practices day, man. I don't want to go. I don't want that go unnoticed, man. You helped me out big time, so I appreciate that. No doubt about it. Well, hey, we're going to help each other out, so definitely appreciate you, my man. Mark McMillan spent a quality time in the NFL, knows what he's talking about, big-time DB, as as uh, as my man DeMond was saying, that you know, leading the league in interceptions and just being that guy that he was. It was fantastic and great to catch up with him at practice today and uh, very Alabama proud. You know, it was so funny. He had Kenyon Drake, had Anthony Averett both out there talking to us today, and uh, after both guys talked, uh, Mark said, roll tide. <laughs> So I'm not mad at that because I'm at the house like I went to like I went to Alabama. I'm at the house all the time. Roll Tide. I'm saying it. It was like, oh, Q, you went to Alabama? Nope. Never been. <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, I'm down for that. 2.46 at the time. Many thanks to Mark McMillan for giving us a few minutes of his time this afternoon. We do appreciate him. Uh, hit us up, Raider Nation. Let us know your thoughts. 702-365-9200. Salmonash text line 69187, keyword r Got a lot of text messages I want to get to as we close out hour number one of the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. I just did Dirt Road Anthem. Uh, Jason Nardine the other day. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. Had a nice little conversation earlier with Josh McDaniels, and when I say conversation, it was a question and answer, but he gave a really good answer, and he was talking about discipline and learning not to lose as opposed to 
being coached up to win? That was the question that I posed to him, and that goes back to just not beating yourself. That goes back to the fundamentals. That goes back to attention to detail, something that this coaching staff is very high on. I thought it was a great answer from Coach McDaniels when I asked the question, and uh, he doubled down to make sure I knew what the hell I was talking about and that I just wasn't pulling something out of, uh, you know, out, of the, out of the sky and throwing it towards him. I mean, so it was, it was a good little exchange, a uh, very respectful exchange, but uh, like I said, a great answer from Coach McDaniels. So I threw out the question, if this team could go out there and be a little bit more disciplined, you know, pull up before hitting that quarterback and getting a 15-yard personal foul penalty, not have so many false starts. Not have so many, you know, jumping off sides. If, a, if an opposing team is at third and three and all of a sudden you jump off sides, that's a first down. You know, I mean, there's, there's just little small things that add up to big things. If they can do those little things and eliminate those little mistakes, how much better do you believe that this team could be? Allen and Vegas hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187 after uh, Passionate Raider called in and said, uh, I really enjoy Passionate's elaborate breakdown based on your great question. That's great radio right there. And, yeah, Passionate Raider had a great response to it. You know, and he was really talking about cleaning up turnovers, you know, and, and you know, in particular with the quarterback position. And, again, uh, I don't feel like Derek Carr throws a bunch of interceptions. He's not Jameis Winston where he just gets reckless and just throws the ball around. Matter of fact, a lot of times Raider Nation gets upset. Throw it, D.C., throw it, D.C. He's got to trust that you're going to be there. That's the other thing that excites me about this attention to detail. These wide receivers are going to be expected to be where they're supposed to be, right? He didn't trust every wide receiver. You know why? Because some guys were rounding routes out and not quite running. If you're supposed to run eight yards, they would run seven. Or if they run seven, they'd run ten. Or You know what I mean? It's like they weren't quite exactly what they were supposed to be doing. So he didn't know that they were going to be there. A lot of folks ask when, when Deshaun Jackson joined the team last year, why don't D.C. throw the ball to Deshaun? Because he don't, he's out there freelancing. He was out there freelancing. Derek was not going to allow him to freelance. If he didn't trust him, if he didn't know where he was going to be, he wasn't going to put that ball in harm's way. And, again, a lot of Raider Nation would get mad because they want him to, to chuck that ball down the field to a guy that they believe is going to be where he's supposed to be. But if he don't trust you to do that, he's not going to do it. Devontae Adams, guess what? He knows he's going to be where he's supposed to be. You know, guys that we're seeing, we're talking about T. Billy all the time. Guess where T. Billy's at, where he's supposed to be. Hunter Renfro, he even admitted, hey, you know, I can't freelance as much as I do because Hunter Renfro gets a little freaky at times. And what I mean by freaky is he'll throw an extra little juke here or juke there just to get open. In this, he can't do that. He's got to be where he's got to be. Now, that's not taking away his skill set, but he's got to be more precise. Everyone's got to be more precise. That goes back to dotting the I's and crossing the T's. If they do that, this team can win a lot of games. I really They have the talent. There's no question about it. There's no longer the question of the talent. Now it's about execution. Can you execute and do things the right way? And if you're doing something the right way from the jump, from the very beginning, you'll always be doing something the right way. I had a program director one time tell me when I was doing hip-hop music when I was in, uh, in Q97 in Fresno, and he didn't always come in and say, hey, Q, uh, you need to work on this, or Q, you need to work on that, or try to clean up some of my bad habits. And I always asked him, like, hey, how come you don't like to meet with me every week? And he said, because if you're messing up this week, you're going to be messing up next week too. So, you know what I mean? So basically, if you're not doing it right from the jump, you're not going to be doing it right later on until we go and we meet up and we, we talk about it and you get an emphasis on it. So he would give me enough room to hang myself and do it wrong and then come and correct me. And that's the thing about it. If, you're not, if, you're start, if you start out in week one, and you don't have good ball security, it's not going to get better by week 18. 
you're still going to have bad ball security. If you're not running the right route in week one, you're not going to be running the right route in week 18. I mean, that's just that's what it is. So they're putting the attention to detail right now. They're laying that foundation right now so these guys know what it is and what they're expected to do. Muscle memory. Because if, you don't, if you're messing up on one, on one day, you're going to be messing up on the next day. Simple as that. So you've got to clear that. You've got to get that out of your mind. You've got to be able to understand the situation all the time. And once you're not thinking about it, you're going to go out there and execute it. Too many times when we learn something and then we get back to actually doing it in real time, we just go back and revert to who we are or what we already knew. So I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Got plenty of text to get to as well. 69187, keyword R&R. Got cover three NFL news and notes. We'll kick off hour number two. But if you, get some, if you, if you want to call in and chime in on the show, feel free to do that. We'll get to some text as well. Uh, this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.